This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. At Likeable Media, we create, curate, and promote content that gets your brand results. So contact us today by visiting likeable.com. All the social ladies, 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 all the social ladies. Now put your phones up. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to All the Social Ladies. I'm Carrie Kerpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and today I am so excited to be here with Nisha Chital. Nisha is a journalist and social media strategist who's currently the manager of social media and community at MSNBC. In this role, she leads and develops MSNBC's social editorial strategy, audience growth and engagement, social TV integrations, and emerging platform strategy. And I'm really thrilled to have her on to kind of talk about that today. She also writes and reports for MSNBC.com about politics, technologies, and women's rights and feminism. And she's appeared as a guest on Shift by MSNBC to discuss these topics. Prior to MSNBC, Nisha led social media at the Travel Channel in Washington, D.C. And prior to that, she was at a digital agency. So she's had a wide range of experiences. And we can't wait to have her on the show today. Welcome, Nisha. Thanks, Carrie. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you on the show. And I know there's a lot of our listeners um, who are kind of just getting started both in social media and have a huge, huge love of communications and have kind of fantasized about working at television networks for many, many years. And so I'd love to hear the story of how you became you, how you got to this position and sort of the story of your career. So take us through it. Sure. So, uh, you know, I, I never really set out with a goal of having a career in social media. It was a little bit of an accident how I ended up there. Um, at the time, um, so I should, you know, to start from, um, in college, I was studying political science. Um, politics was always kind of my first love. Um, and I decided I wanted to work in political journalism and I wanted to cover politics. Um, and I was, you know, while I was a student, I was looking for opportunities to write, um, and to get my name out there. And I knew that online journalism was really the place to be. Um, so I tried my hand at sort of freelancing and blogging for, you know, a few different, like very small sites that, you know, whoever would, would have me basically as a, as a no-name college student. Um, and I ended up getting um, an internship for this website called Citizen Jane Politics. Um, it was a political website geared towards women. Um, and uh, we were, you know, gearing up for the 2008 elections, and I was writing for this site every day and, and writing about politics and social media. At that time, during the 2008 election, um, was still um, very much in its early stages. Yeah. Um, it, it was still, you know, when I joined Twitter around that time in 2008, it was still, um, most people hadn't gotten on Twitter yet. It was still kind of like the small techie nerdy group. Um, yes. in very infant stages, as I'm sure you, you remember. I remember it well. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, so I told my editor at, at Citizen Jane Politics that, you know, I think we should really be on Twitter and we should be on Facebook and we can be promoting our articles there. Um, and she said, great, go start accounts. 
Um, and she really, you know, so new at the time, we didn't necessarily have a strategy, but she really just right. let me start the accounts and run them and manage them and, and sort of figure it out as I went along. Um, so that was kind of my first experience with managing social media. Um, and then I graduated at the time and I was looking for, you know, my next um, sort of full-time role after working at this site um, for a while. And I realized that I had actually developed a whole new skill set um, right. with using social media tools, um, which isn't something I had thought set out to do. And it wasn't my intention to work in social media, but in building these social accounts for our website, I realized, hey, there's actually something to this and I can do this as a career. Um, so actually the first um, job I landed um, was working for a social media agency. Um, it's now known as MXN Social. Um, it's part of Meredith, uh, the, the publishing yep. company. Um, so I worked for Meredith um, for MXN Social for two years, um, doing social media strategy there at the agency. And it was really a great, um, I definitely, I recommend the agency experience. Um, it's great. Uh, it's a great place to learn. You get to work on a variety of different clients. You get to learn so much and soak up so much information from many different people. Um, I didn't necessarily want to be an agency life um, yes. for good, but it was you a know, great a lot place of, to learn for a couple of years. A lot of the social ladies recommend starting at an agency because you get that massive amount of kind of hardcore uh, varied experience at an agency that you wouldn't get, you know, on the brand side when you're starting out. Yes, exactly. You get so much, um, so much variety, so much right. different types of experiences, working for many different clients and many different teams. It really exposes you to a lot. And I think it gave me a really great education in, okay, you're passionate about social media, but here's how you take it and really run with it and create a strategy and, and measure analytics and, um, you know, help clients figure out how social media can meet their business goals. Um, you also see how many, how a lot of different groups do it, right? A lot of different groups you can see, you know, really how they're running their social when you work in an agency. Yeah. So I worked on a, a many different types of clients. I worked on many corporate clients, um, but I also worked on some entertainment and TV clients. Um, and that was really interesting to me. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, entertainment clients in particular and some of the TV clients had a lot more content to work with. It was really fun to work on that kind of work for them. Um, so that was actually how, when I started to look for my next opportunity, I ended up going to, um, travel channel, um, and taking the role of social media manager there and, and sort of leading their social media efforts and their social media strategy. Um, and my experience at the agency definitely, you know, really helped, um, helped me to land that role. That must um, have been so, so much was, fun. Was that a ton of fun at the travel channel? I could imagine all the imagery you would use. Yeah, we had great imagery and great content. It was really fun. Um, we, uh, you know, we worked with sort of the, the TV side, promoting the shows and promoting what was happening on air and also uh, the digital side of TravelChannel.com, which is its own, um, you know, it, it's its own destination and its own website and has a lot of original content um, of their own that's related to travel and not necessarily related to our on-air shows. Right. Um, so it was really fun. We got to do a lot of really fun and interesting campaigns. Um, and I learned a lot there about, um, you know, the brand side and, and leading social for a brand and using social um, to, you know, meet our goals of, of driving tune-in, but also driving traffic. Um, and it was a great experience. And I, I, you know, I learned a lot there as well. Um, 
but I was, you know, I was always a news junkie. I wanted to be, you know, from, you know, from that early point in my career, I wanted to be in, in journalism and especially uh, political journalism. Um, so I was kind of looking for a way to, you know, be doing similar work, but be doing it at a news network. Um, and then in 2013, I found uh, this opportunity at MSNBC, um, and uh, it was a, a really great fit. Um, and so I've been there ever since. I love, Nisha, the evolution of your career, how you started. You knew you loved politics, right? And it took you through kind of how you fell into each area. And then you kind of ended up with a combination of all of it at MSNBC. That's a great story. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't, I couldn't have guessed that it would have worked out that way. I didn't exactly plan it. Um, you know, when I, when I started my career, I didn't have a five-year plan in mind and I didn't know where I would end up. Um, but, you know, looking back, it all sort of worked out and now I get to do a little bit of everything that I love, which is um, journalism and social media strategy and, you know, TV and web and, and sort of the intersection of all of those things. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about this. So I would imagine that when you're working at a network and particularly a news network and you're working in social media, that's got to be kind of a constant always on. Tell me a little bit about the approach that MSNBC takes and you take in your role in using social. Mm-hmm. Um, so MSNBC, um, we're, we're you know, very active on social. It's very important to us. Um, the way that we use social media um we are certainly using it um, as a, you know, a, a news and information sharing platform. Um, so one of our primary, you know, functions every day is, is sharing the news. A lot of people go to Twitter and Facebook, and that's where they get their news. That's where they're looking for um, news and the most breaking stories each day. Um, so, you know, one of our, our top goals is just getting the news out there to our audience, certainly. But we also know that, you know, news isn't just a one-way, especially TV news, isn't just a one-way broadcast anymore. Um, And social media has really made it more of a a conversation. Um, So we're sharing our content, but we're also constantly monitoring um, what our audience is telling us, what kind of feedback they're giving us, um, figuring out what kind of ways we can engage with them. Um, We do a lot of Twitter chats with um, MSNBC hosts Mm -hmm. um, or guest experts. Um, to engage our audience that way. Um, we're also, you know, we're always using social media for news gathering too and um, figuring out how we can use social media to inform our journalism and our reporting. Um, so we're always monitoring social media and seeing what's trending, what are people talking about, and what should we be covering as a network um, that, that's bubbling up on social media. Um, so we kind of, you know, approach social media in, with a few different goals and objectives in mind, um, you know, sharing our content and, and promoting our, our content and our stories, but also engaging our audience and building a really loyal community, um, and then using social media for, for news gathering and discovering new stories. Now, with you working in social media, have you ever encountered an experience where a lot of times I know that news bubbles up, even though it's it's news that is not accurate from social that doesn't yet hit the networks yet. Have you ever seen like a lot of stories break on social that in fact are not true? Have, has MSNBC experienced that and had to deal with that? 
Yeah, I mean, we've definitely seen stories break on social media that were later proved to be not true. Um, we're always very careful with um, stories that surface on social media. Yeah. We won't just run. We won't just run with a story that we found on social media. We'll have to do the work to verify it first. Yep. Um, so we always, always, if we see something on Twitter or Facebook and we think this, you know, could potentially be a big story, we have to independently confirm it on our own. That's just the the policy for, you know, for NBC News as a whole. Um, so we always, Twitter can be a great sort of early warning system, um, but we'll always take the extra step to confirm it and verify it independently on our own before we actually go report it. Yeah, I would imagine that because my, one of my saddest moments is always when I see if uh, somebody died on, tw- on Twitter and then, in fact, they did not yeah. die. I get, I mean, yeah. of course, I'm thrilled when they that didn't really die, sad. but I get, right? Don't you get sad? It makes me really sad. What yeah, it's really sad. And so we try to be very cautious with those those kinds of things. Um, you know, I think it's better to be accurate than to be first. There's definitely competition on social media. It's like who can report it first. Um, but we try to be cautious with those things, make sure we've verified it first before we report it. Um, you know, we'd rather be be accurate and get it right. And Nisha, I know you mentioned that, you know, really getting the news out is one of the major goals that you guys have using social. What are some of your other business goals? So being on social media helps MSNBC. How and what are the goals that you're trying to achieve? Um, sure. So certainly traffic to MSNBC.com mm-hmm. is, is a big one. Um, social media is a big traffic driver to our site. Uh, we know that people, um, social media more and more is becoming a place where people primarily get their news. Um, so we try to, um, you, you know, use social media to, to drive traffic to our site. Um, we, um, we're also always trying to build um, loyalty and engagement with our audience. We're trying to, you know, really build a community. We have a lot of very passionate fans who watch mm. the for, you know, for many hours a day and visit our website throughout the day. Um, so we're always trying to build engagement with those, um, with those fans um, and build community. Um, we're also looking at, um, you know, in terms of metrics, we're looking at shares, like who's sharing our stories, what are people interested in, um, uh, you know, how can we make our content more shareable, um, you know, so those are some of the things we're looking at, but I would say our primary goals are our are, are engagement with our audience, growing our audience, um, and, and driving traffic to our site, and also brand awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not, not everything can be, obviously not everything can be about traffic. Um, and, and certainly no one wants to be the brand that's just constantly pushing traffic. Um, many platforms, I think we're just focused on, um, your know, brand awareness and making sure that, that people engage with MSNBC and, and see our content, whether it drives traffic to us or not, but we want people to be aware of, of MSNBC, um, in particular younger audiences. So, you know, cable news is, um, audiences are typically tend to be a little older. Mm-hmm. Um, we're certainly we're certainly trying to use social media to engage with um, younger audiences that maybe aren't your typical average MSNBC viewer, but that might just be because they haven't been exposed to MSNBC yet. Uh, but they're on social media platforms, and we know that that's where those millennial audiences live. So we're trying to you know engage with them and, and make sure they're aware of MSNBC. Oh, that's a really great goal. I think looking at how to connect with a younger audience, especially when there's such a shift um, from a younger audience to online. So it's really, it's very, very interesting that that's how you guys approach that. Very cool. 
What's your your favorite thing that you would say you've done, whether it's at MSNBC or otherwise on social media, um, in either at this job or in your prior jobs? What's something you're really, really proud of? Um, I'm really proud of our election coverage on social mm. media. Um, this past election in 2014, I was I was at MSNBC. I was not there in the 2012 election cycle. Um, but we um, we have a great team. Um, we put together, um, you know, sort of a huge election coverage social strategy. Uh, we had a series of Twitter chats with um, many different MSNBC anchors and hosts um, in the days leading up to the election. Um, we had live streaming coverage in addition to our on-air coverage um, on election night. Um, we had um, we used a lot of social data from Facebook and Twitter, and we had sort of an interactive package on our mm. website that showed um, what races people were talking about the most on social media, what candidates they were talking about, the issues they're talking about, and we broke it out by gender and state and um, you know different demographics. Um, so we really we worked with Twitter and Facebook closely on on building out really great um, sort of um, data stories around the election. Um, so I'm really proud of sort of the total package we put together for the election. Um, you know, elections are um, something I love personally. I've always so been really exciting. Yeah, it. and and yeah. getting to cover it for MSNBC and and bring sort of the social media angle to it. Um, was really fun. And, you know, people love to talk about election day on social media. It's always a big um, day for social media activity. Twitter is always crazy on election days. Um, So I think, you know, that was really fun. And I was really proud of our our social coverage that day. That is really incredible. You must be beyond psyched for 2016. You must I be am. I am very excited. Freaking out. Uh, I would like, be freaking out. It feels out. like we're already there. You are. Like there. You really are. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, it is still far away. It's more than a year away. Um, but you know, right now we're already, you know, sort of ramping up all the, right now we're in the process of all the candidates are beginning to officially announce their campaigns. Um, so it's fun. It's, it's gearing up. Um, people are getting really excited about it. I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be a fun ride for the next year. It's going to be wild. Although I bet you at the end, you'll be like, okay, I'm glad it's over. Over a little <laughs> bit. You'll, you'll need a little break. Do you have a lot of people working with you on the social media team there? Because I would imagine that just the sheer volume of content, or is it more integrated into people's uh, positions as a whole? Is it integrated across, or do you have a dedicated social media team? How does it work? Um, it's a little bit of both. Uh, so we do have sort of a, we have a dedicated social media team within the digital department. Um okay that manages the main MSNBC brand accounts and we sort of oversee the, the general strategy. Um, and then the shows, uh, the MSNBC shows also run their social accounts. So we work really closely with them on, on strategy and best practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the show, the shows generally have um, a person who's working on their own social account. Oh, so each show. That, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So Nisha, you obviously are deeply entrenched into the social space. So professionally, you're entrenched in the social space. How about personally? Do you find that because you work in the space, you want to disconnect more? Or do you find that you're just totally always on? Um, You know, I do really like being connected. Um, That was why, you know, I got into this space as a career, um, even before I was working in social media. I loved being on Facebook. I loved, you know, being on Twitter. And I still do. Um, so even when I'm not at work, you know, I'm not as 
constantly plugged in when I'm at, when I'm not at work, but I still like to look at Twitter. I like to know what's going on. If there's, you know, a big breaking news story, I, I like to you know, be sort of plugged in and know about it. Um, so, you know, I don't really mind. I love social media and, and, you know, following the conversation and following the news. Um, so it is, um, kind of a, a very highly connected job. Um, but that's, kind of, I think, kind of the, the thrill of the job. Like, it's, it's fun. Um, and I like, you know, being plugged in and being in the know and, and being on top of what's happening. So are you like a keep your smartphone by the bed person? Are you like an always on type of person? I am. I keep both of my smartphones by <laughs> my bed. That's um, always how you can tell. I, if your smartphone's yeah, by the bed, I, then you're really connected. I don't want to have it too far away. You can't. Um, no, especially you know, working I mean, at a news organization. It's, you know, I have them plugged in and charging right next to my bed. And I, you know, it's probably one of the last things I look at before I go to bed. And one of the first things I look at in the morning when I wake up. Um, but, you know, I think if you're you're passionate about social media and news, it, it doesn't, you know, it's not really a problem. I like being sort of plugged in. Um, right. I definitely because unplug, you, you know, when I go on vacation. Yeah, I love it. So it doesn't matter too much to me. I definitely unplug when I go on vacation or something, um, which I, you know, I think everyone should do, you know, take that time to unplug sometimes. Um, but it but is, you, you know, it. it's a 24 seven news network. So, and it's social media never sleeps either. So, it, you know, I think it's all fun. I love that. You really do love it. You hear it. And so tell me <laughs> for you personally, what's your favorite social network to use? And then for MSNBC, what's the most successful network for them? At work, I'm, I always have TweetDeck open in one of my monitors. Um, love it. I'm always looking at it kind of at the corner of my eye. Um, I like seeing sort of a, a story break on Twitter and, and everyone react to it. Um, uh, so I would say Twitter is definitely my favorite, followed by probably Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Facebook a lot. I, I certainly am on it all the time. Um, Facebook, I think, can get for me personally, can get a little exhausting. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I definitely you know use it a lot um, as well. But I would say Twitter is my favorite. Um, and then for MSNBC, actually, it's probably our most successful in terms of both traffic and engagement is really Facebook. Um, we uh, we definitely see so a lot more traffic for Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So when you look at, um, and I think this isn't really specific to us, but I think news, the industry as a whole, um, news publishers have, have, have often said that they see more social traffic from Facebook than from Twitter. Um, so, you know, we see a lot, we see a lot more engagement on that platform. I think, and I, I would speculate that it's just because more people are on Facebook. I think Facebook is the more popular platform that, you know, at this point, Almost, you know, you, you feel like almost everyone's on Facebook, um, whereas Twitter still um, is, is smaller in terms of user base compared to Facebook. And also Twitter tends to be a lot more media, a lot more journalists, a lot more um, techie types still. Um, so we have a, a you know, bigger audience and, and more engagement on Facebook, I think, because of that reason. I like to hear a news organization talking about the success that they find on Facebook, because I think that that's. It, it, a lot of times it's it's kind of looked at because it's not like the cool new network. It's not always referenced as like, you know, a personal. I very rarely now hear a personal mm-hmm. favorite say, oh, I love Facebook. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> People have really moved on. But I think ultimately still for business results, it's, it's 
uh, yeah, I think I think it is. I, you know, people often ask me like, "What is the cool new thing?" And I mean, it's 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 good to know what the cool new thing is. But I think in terms of you know, for any kind of brand or media organization or business, um, Facebook is still really core and really key to your your strategy. And I think Facebook's not going anywhere; it's only growing, um, and it, it has to be sort of the first. And, and foremost platform for a lot of businesses, I think. Absolutely. Okay, Nisha, you are on season two of All the Social Ladies. And so now we are about to play our most exciting game ever. I know you've heard of this exciting game. It is called Likeable, Lovable, and my favorite non-word, Loathable. <laughs> so we are going to give you a couple of Love things. Love it. Love it. Lovable. The game is lovable. So we're going to give you a couple of things, and you're going to tell us whether... They are likable, lovable, or loathable. Or you could say completely neutral. You could say, mm, I have no opinion on this whatsoever. Okay. Got so it. We're, Sounds we're great. We're going to start. You're ready. You're feeling pumped. I'm ready. Okay. I'm pumped. Yes. All right. So let's start with live streaming. So the, the recent advent of Periscope and Meerkat and all of kind of this live stream experience. Likeable, lovable, loathable. Love it. Lovable. Lovable. Is MSNBC using it at all? We are. We have actually been training some of our reporters and field producers to use Periscope uh, from the campaign trail. Um, so we've got them all, you know, out there when they have time. We've we've asked them to, you know, Periscope what you're seeing at campaign events, at at campaign speeches, um, you know, interesting events that you're covering. Uh, so I love it. I'm all for it. Love it. Okay, ready? Cat memes. Cat pictures across Cat the memes. internet. Um. <laughs> Loathable, I guess. I, I'm not a cat person, so cat I, have, person. I have no opinion on it. I don't know. <laughs> so, like, it's like a massive uh, number of cat pictures across the internet, they're not doing it for you when somebody when somebody posts not, a cat no. picture. You're like, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I, uh, if I see a cat picture in my feed, I'll just scroll past it. I love it. Okay, the concept of erasable media, like Snapchat, where where a message disappears. Oh, I love it. I've recently become obsessed with Snapchat. It took me really? a little while to get on the bandwagon. Um, I think because uh, Snapchat became so popular with teenagers, and I think everyone over the age of 25 was like, I don't get it. How does it work? Um, but once I, I sort of got into it, I was like, this is actually really fun. Um, so I, I love it. Awesome. Selfie sticks. <laughs> Selfie sticks. Um, loathable. Loathable, uh, right? I, I, yeah, I just, I was recently in California. I was in, in, in LA and I saw people with, with selfie sticks everywhere taking pictures and I just think it looks kind of silly. It um, does. It does. I don't Especially know. when I you're like at a rather... museum and you have a selfie stick. It's like, it's really amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'd rather just approach a stranger and ask them to take our picture for us. Exactly. I I do think that selfie sticks came from the recent trend of no one wanting to speak live to anyone else. Everyone only speaking online. So you don't want to ask anyone. So now you just figured out. It'd be great if somebody invented an app where like you could search people near you and it would automatically ping them and be like, please take my picture. Maybe that would, <laughs> that would work really. Please really. take my picture. And also I'll take your picture in exchange, which oh, then everybody's happy. Change. Genius. I, right. I really, really love it. Okay. Last one. This is, this is of the utmost importance. Are you ready, Nisha? <laughs> I'm ready. I can't wait to hear what this is. Extremely long hashtags. Like hashtag 
we're really excited to be here. Like a long hashtag. Likeable, lovable, loathable. Oh, I don't know. Um, I'm kind of neutral on this. I think it's cool when when it's like a funny or sarcastic hashtag. Um, when it's a joke, it's it's funny. Um, I don't like it's loathable when I see like a business yes. using a really long hashtag as part of their strategy. I would probably not advise them to not do that as you know, just as best practice. But when it's a joke, I think it's totally fun and cute. I love it. Especially, I think, so what you're saying then, Nisha, is a self-aware long hashtag. If it's done intentionally and with irony, it's love it. Exactly. I love it, Nisha. Well, (laughs) these are very, very, very important, likable, lovable, loathable facts. Um, And I'm, I'm really, I'm just so thrilled to have you on the show and have you here today. And before we wrap up, I know that you published an essay um, in the Amazon Kindle series, The 10 Habits of Highly Successful Women. What do you think a, a habit you'd like to share of highly successful women is for our, our amazing women of, of all the social ladies? I would really recommend to women in social media or trying to get into social media to really use social media to, to build your network. It's such a powerful networking tool, and it allows you access to, you know, to almost anyone, particularly on Twitter or on LinkedIn, um, where people are very open to connecting with strangers. Um, so really, like, think about how you're presenting yourself on social media, um, what kind of, you know, uh, what kind of presence you want to project to potential employers, um, and, and use it to connect with people. It's so easy to make connections through Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, so I think social media is, is, a, is a, you know, terrific networking tool. Isha, I love it. And where should people connect with you since we want to connect? Where should we connect with you? Is Twitter the best place? Uh, Twitter is the best place. I love Twitter. I'm at Nisha Chital. Um, it's my favorite social network, so you can definitely tweet at me, and I will I will be there. Okay. I'll probably respond in, in five minutes. I love it. I'm going right now to tweet you. <laughs> All right, Nisha, thank you so much for being on the show, and have a wonderful day. You thank are you for having me. Social lady. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kerfin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast was brought to you by Likeable Media. At Likeable Media, we create, curate, and promote content that gets your brand results. Visit likeable.com for more information today.